When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. I am your beat writer, Hondo Carpenter. This guy next to me is our assistant beat writer, and what a good one he is, the great Zeke Trezevan. Zeke, Merry Christmas to you, Jazz, and the kids. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, Hondo. Same to you and the family. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, excited to be here. You know, I thought Antonio Pierce on Wednesday was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I thought Devontae and Aiden were just – help me with the term, Zeke. I just said uh, – you got you like to use the term chill. They yes. were just chill, just like, all right. We're, I mean, you this team, no arrogance, but they are exuding confidence. Yes, cool, calm, and collected. Um, I think – I think a lot of it, the way they're looking at it is none of the pressure is really on them, right? They just have to go out there and keep doing what they're doing. Um, they're not necessarily leading the division right now. The pressure is really all on Kansas City. Uh, the, the mood in the locker room right now is just very relaxed, very chill, very just, you know, matter of fact, ready to go. For you, Zeke, what has been the biggest change in this team since the last Kansas City game, which wasn't that long ago? Surprisingly, I would say uh, a well, literally a defense and offense, really both sides of the ball. If you think about it, you know, Aiden had a I think he led the NFL in terms of quarterback rating against Kansas City. Right. So I think there there's really not much that needs to be changed. I think they really just need to uh, execute on third downs better. The first time against Kansas City, the offense kind of stalled out uh, on multiple drives right before halftime and they were never, never able to recover. Uh, Then on defense, I think if you look at the couple of games since they played Kansas City, They've been all but locked down. They didn't win every game, obviously, but they've been locked down in terms of defense specifically. So I think what, you know, their their attitude last time was let's try to outscore or let's keep up with Kansas City in terms of points. This time, I think they're looking at it defensive uh, minded and saying, hey, let's go stop them and let our, let our offense do basically let our do, defense do what it's been doing. And then our offense can keep can go, can go from there. Obviously, you're younger than me, but I have never seen a team, and I've been around a lot of them, that so quickly took on the appearance of their head coach. Whether you want 
Antonio Pierce here long term, or you don't want Antonio Pierce here long term. Talking about the, the the fans or whatever, there is no denying he has impacted this franchise. Would you agree? I agree. Um, and and again, it doesn't necessarily always mean wins or more wins, but what it does mean is more effort. It does mean more pride, and you you know you can lose and still have pride, right? And I think that shows in terms of underneath Antonio Pierce. That's something that wasn't there before. Um, so you, you talk about how immediate it was. It was so immediate. Again, I didn't know if it was real or not. You know, the week that McDaniels was fired and the guys kind of got hyped up, I was like, you know, let's, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit. But they've shown week in and week out ever since that it is real. It's very genuine and that they're playing hard for their coach. For you, Zeke, if the Raiders were to go and get the upset win and make no mistake, it would be an upset in Arrowhead. Who's the biggest player we're going to be talking about come the 26th? If they go, it's going to be somebody on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be a Malcolm Kuntz. I think it's going to be a Robert Spillane, uh, maybe even a defensive back, uh, because obviously Kansas City passes a lot. I think it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, who would be the person we talk about the most. Uh, but you're, you're going to have a lot of options to choose from for sure. Let's flip it around then. Give me an offensive player that you think is going to have to, be talked about on the 26th if they get the upset? I think it's going to be Aiden. I think it all starts and ends with Aiden. And then secondly, it's going to be an offensive lineman. Which one? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to how well they protect him and how well Aiden makes his reads and, and connects in terms of execution. So I think offensively, it's I don't want to say it's easy, but it's going to be a little bit more easier to pinpoint that one person. For me, it would be Aiden. If they go to Kansas City and get the win, do you see any scenario in which Mark Davis doesn't name Antonio Pierce at some point the head coach? I can't imagine it. I I cannot imagine that happening. Um, so, the, you know, the quick answer is no. Uh, you know, how would you how do you go about finding someone else that can connect with this team after the way Antonio Pierce did it, after everything they've gone through and after they win in Kansas City? Who do you hire? You know, you know, leave AP and hire who? So I would say there's, in my mind, there's no way that they win at Kansas City and AP doesn't get the job, whether it's now, end of the season, you know, whenever it may be. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk about the emergence of young players. We're looking at a Tyree Wilson who is emerging. I mean, let's just start right there. He, we have talked ad nauseum about him, us liking him personally, respecting his work ethic, not being 100%, but he just keeps grinding. I'm impressed with the young rookie. How about you? I like the way he keeps his head down. I mean, he took a lot of, he took a lot of, you know, flack early in the, in the season, <clears throat> some rightfully so most of it, not, you know, most of it was not fair to him. If you consider the injury, the the time that he did not have in terms of his ramp up period. Um, but then you look at again, his progression over the last few weeks and, He's been taking the steps week by week, but I think what's being mixed in now is his own confidence in himself. Um, I'm not sure if it was when it happened in terms of him getting moved into the inside that the confidence really started to grow. But I think what happened was step by step, week by week, he was getting better. Now in his mind, he's seeing and he's feeling the progress and, you know, success just brings on more success. And I think that's where Tyree is right now. All right, let's talk about Michael Mayer. What do you think of his emergence? Hey, listen, so when you asked me who was who were we going to talk about the most, Aiden was my number one. Michael Mayer was my number two in my mind. But you know how it can get a little tricky with pass catchers, though, right? Because so many different things come into play in terms of how effective they can be in a game. But but Michael, 
I mean, he's growing into what they thought he could be when they traded up for him in the second round. So uh, he, you know, in terms of how he started off, it wasn't necessarily the best as they got him better as a blocker, as they kind of tried to figure out how to work him into the, to the playbook. But as they've gone on through the season, he's definitely starting to take those next steps. You just said something that I thought was was very important and in, in, in that a lot of people are not giving AP and his staff credit for. They are developing these young guys. They are turning them into something. You look at Malcolm Kuntz is a guy I was very high on when they drafted him. Um, beginning of this year, I said he's a third-year guy. This has to be his year. This is the money season. And you you make some changes at head coach, and bam, look at his development. If anything has impressed me, and I've been impressed with a lot from Antonio Pierce, it's the way he and the staff develop young players. Has that impressed you? It almost seems like that's, I don't want to say as important as winning and losing, but it seems like it's higher of a priority now than what it was before. Uh, don't get me wrong, Josh McDaniels, they made it a, you know, they, it's something that they really want to do in terms of developing players, but you're actually seeing the development underneath AP. It's not just coach speak. It's not something they're just talking about. It's something that you can see on the field. And I think, you know, like they say, the proof is in the pudding. The coach can talk about it during every press conference, but if it's not translated to the field, it does not matter. And what the difference is, is that AP is getting these players to play it the correct way on the field. And that speaks volumes to him about him as a coach. I want to talk to you about Hunter Renfro. I know that you and I both personally like him. He's a very likable human being. We know that he's had the big numbers. He earned the big contract. You know, he's been to a pro bowl, but He's not a first-year guy, a second-year guy, or a third-year guy. He's a vet. He can't be making some of these mistakes, drops, fumbles. I mean, he can't do it, period. He just can't. And up in Kansas City, the way that their defense is going to attack the offense, it's going to be some spot in the flats, cross the middle, some short stuff with blitzes coming. To me, he's an X factor in this game. He has to perform at the level we know he can, not at the level that he's been with the you know the one big mistake a game. A career? Am I being fair to Hunter? If I'm if I'm being unbiased, because again I like Hunter. I've, I've you know we've all watched Hunter from college on up. He's always been a great player. So if I'm being unbiased, I think that you're being you're being very fair. But again, if I'm being biased because I like him, I think it's a little harsh. But, you know, when you look at the total picture, it is fair because for the whole season, it's been, hey, what's wrong with Hunter? Why why hasn't Hunter been involved in the offense? And then he starts to get involved in the offense and the mistakes happen. Um, and, and a coaching staff looks at that like, you know, kind of side eyed. Right. So it, it, it's twofold. He has to play better. Right. But in terms of all things considered, I think it's it's a production of what he's gone through this season. Right. He hasn't gotten the targets. He hasn't gotten the catches. So, you know, by the time he gets that ball in his hands, he's like, you know, Let's go get it, right? He's very excited because he hasn't had as many opportunities as in the past. So I see where he's coming from. But at the same time, you know, as fans, as coaches, as people who watch the game, you got to eliminate the mistakes. There's no way around it. Yeah, And, you know, the thing that sticks out to me is trust. <clears throat> Players want the ball more. So when they give it to you, <clears throat> they got to be able to trust you with it. They've got to be able to say, you know, that was one thing with Tom Brady watching him in his prime. You knew who he trusted and who he didn't. And I think that's a lot. A lot of people don't discuss that part that you want the, the, the staff and the quarterback to trust you, but you got to be trustworthy. hundred percent. You know, it's, it's, 
you, you got to put up, you, you got to do your part, right? Basically, and and put yourself in a quarterback shoes, especially a young quarterback shoes like Aiden, right? You're, you know, he's on the complete opposite end of of time, so he's trying to figure out who he can trust, right? So you know that's very 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 important, especially if you are someone who is not necessarily demanding the ball, because I don't think Hunter's necessarily demanding the ball, but if you're looking for more touches, you you, you got to do your end as well. All right, admit this though, because I can admit this, it has been fun watching the rookie rip it and grip grip it and rip it i mean it's been watching aiden o'connell's confidence has been a lot of it's been fun to watch hasn't it it feels like we've been on the roller coaster ride with him uh to a certain degree obviously we're not strapping the helmet on we're not behind the offensive line but it does feel like every you know every game day it's like okay what is ricky going to do today and more times than not it's usually pretty positive so uh it's been it's been fun to watch you know even from his first start in, in los angeles he's come such a long way uh, you know, since then. So it's been pretty interesting for sure. And he's a good kid. I I, yeah. I just think it's funny how the team loves him. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No. Go ahead. The, the way everybody rallies around him, right? Win, lose, <laughs> draw. It doesn't really matter how bad or good he does. The team still sticks behind him. And you know it's not it's not fate, right? They they really support the guy. <laughs> so uh yeah, the way he, you know, is around the team, the way the team is around him, it's one of a kind. I, I always laugh when we talk about the team believes in them. Oh, what do you, what do you want them to say? They don't. Well, if you were in the locker room, you would know. It's you would know. <laughs> he's like everybody's little brother. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, you know, you know, we we you know, you see it go both ways, right? When the when the locker room does you know support their quarterback and when they don't necessarily support their quarterback. So I'm sure you've seen that with a couple teams as well. So there is a vast difference. And of course, they're never going to come out and publicly say we don't support the guy. But you can tell in the locker room, you can tell by actions and things that are said and things that are not said. And Aiden's on the complete opposite side of that. They love him. They support him. They stand behind him. I think one of his qualities, and you tell me what you think, is he's very humble. <laughs> he isn't, ha-ha, I'm the starting quarterback. He is, you know, he'll do, I'll take the rookie hazing. He'll, <laughs> he just has a great attitude. He's a hard worker. I mean, he's endeared himself to them do you think that's a fair assessment it is and in you know he's I, I think the word for me that kind of comes about is that he's he's almost unassuming right you, you, you if you saw even after he got you know determined as a starter you, you didn't see any change in him it, there was no difference in his step there's no difference in how he walked around the locker room or how he held himself you know it was always the same guy and I think the locker room the guys they pick up on that quickly whether it's a coach whether it's a player they see how you know a person acts when they're the third string and when now they're the starter and they pick up on that very quickly. And Aiden's been the same guy. And, and I think, and this is no slam. He's not built like granite. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like he's Denzel yeah. Perriman or Max Crosby walking through there. He looks like a guy that if you didn't know he was the quarterback, you'd think he was a maintenance guy. You wouldn't know. <laughs> that's ex I was going to say like, you would not know he was a starting quarterback. That is, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Trey Tucker, uh, I thought AP said it best the other day. I mean, we know what Devontae can do. We know what Big Mike Merrick can do, Jacoby. But 4-2 speed is 4-2 speed. Now, I let me just say something. I couldn't go 4-2 in a Lamborghini at my size. Okay, so I, I, <laughs> I get it. It's too gone. I mean – this young man, I love to see his emergence, first of all, because he's such a great kid, just a terrific kid. 
But I love to see his emergence. I love to see the relationship he has with Aiden. And uh, it, it, it's special. And I think this kid, I mean, this is a team. You know, we know what Tyreek Hill can do. We know what Henry Ruggs could do before the, the tragedy that he caused. This is a kid that has the potential to be a game changer, Zeke. Listen, he the thing about Trey Tucker is it's obviously what he can do, and then there's what he does for the offense, right? You talk about his speed. He literally is the guy. You got Devon. I mean, imagine trying to guard Devontae, Jacoby, Michael Mayer. If you got four two speed Trey Tucker coming out of nowhere, and you don't know which direction he's going, how you know how long or how short he's going. You know, the, what he does is that he keeps an, a, a defense honest. And the very first, what, six to eight games of the season, the one of the biggest problems the Raiders had on offense was that, A, they couldn't stretch the field. They had no real deep threat, right? And you don't necessarily have to connect on every pass that you throw deep, but it at least has to be a threat for the defense to respect all of your options. Now that they've kind of figured out how to try, how to use Trey Tucker, you got to respect him. And he whether he's getting the ball or not, he's still helping out the offense significantly. So, Again, you, you double-team Devontae all you want to, and, you know, good luck putting, you know, your third, fourth, you know, best cornerback on Trey Tucker. It's probably not going to work out too well. Zeke, they're headed to KC for Christmas Day. Aiden Champion and I will be there in the press box, and uh, you, by the time the game kicks off, you'll probably be just opening presents with the kiddos and Jasmine. I'm so happy for you that you get to be there at Christmas. And, but I'm going to make my prediction. As you know, when I predict a game, there are 10 components that I look at. And so if it's 6-4, I make my prediction. If it's tied, then it always goes to the home team. Okay. I'm going to go against up here because football is a game of instinct. Football is a game of, of violence. It's a game of – it's not precision. It's just a game of emotion. When you watch those Chiefs, they don't look like a team having fun. They look like a team that's almost relieved to win. They're, they've lost a little bit. I don't, I don't know if it's just frustration with the receivers. I don't know what it is. They're at Arrowhead, which is a huge advantage. But give me the silver and black, 24-21. I'm riding with the Raiders on this one. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give you the Raiders on this one, Zeke. Go ahead. Now, look hey, at I, Just go so, ahead. So we're, we're in the same boat in terms of head versus heart. You know, my head is saying KC, and, you know, when I made my official prediction, I leaned with my, you know, my brain on this one. Um, you know, my, you know, in terms of me, I did, like I told you earlier, I predicted the Raiders to win the home game against Kansas City, and they lost that one. So on this one, I did pick KC to win uh, at home Christmas Day. It just seems like, you know, it's set up for KC to to do what they do at home on, in, a, in a big game. So, but in terms of what's possible and what I think could happen, Based on the way that's in, you know, they, the guys have been in the locker room, they can definitely win. There's, there's not too many games this season where I felt like they had no chance to win. And I don't feel like that about this here. I think it's going to be a close game, a one possession game. It's just going to be up to the Raiders to sustain their offense. That's the that's honestly my biggest concern for the Raiders mm -hmm. is sustain the offense. And if they do that and the defense keeps doing what they're doing, they'll be fine.
Well, if you look back at the last game, and I think they're better, they put up 17 and left points on the field. Yes. Kansas City scored some points off some mistakes. I think they've minimized a lot of those. And I just don't think you can take the emotion of these guys want AP to get that job. And how he's handled this. This this is the one. This is this is the one. So yes, I'm 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 with you. I'm hoping they go there and get that W. They have every chance of doing it. Kansas City is not the same Kansas City of old. And the, the, the Raiders defense has stepped up the last, really since uh, AP took over. I think it's a, a six or seven points per game difference in terms of uh, before and after AP in terms of what the defense is giving up. So, um, you know, they, they've changed a lot. So hopefully they keep it up in KC and go get the W. There's a lot of red <clears throat> in Kansas City, and it's blood. And there's yeah. blood in the water, and the Las Vegas Sharks are coming. I, I just – I. I I don't do that. You know me. I don't do this, do I? I don't. No, I don't. no. Um, and it's no. not my heart. It's not a fan's heart. It's just my football heart is telling yeah. me all the intangibles. One of the – someday I'll go over the 10 things that I look at for a game, but one of them is intangibles. And I used to not have intangibles in my 10, and I was really schooled by a couple of NFL people that, 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 that the, the, the NFL game – you can't underestimate intangibles. So there we go, Zeke. I picked the silver see. and black. Yes, sir. And if I'm if I'm right, next week when you join the show, Hondo in a Raider hoodie, not a fan hoodie, just it was a gift to me. Let's go. Somebody in the organization, I will wear it because they kept telling me, you need to wear Raiders. I'm like, no, it's not a fan. I, I, I'm a media guy. <laughs> What would it take? I said, well, you know, I went over Kansas City or Miami. Yeah. And they even, and I, I now I, they've given me three Raider hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got to get the W for AP and for Hondo in a hoodie for sure. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas Thank to you. everybody listening. We appreciate all of you. Man, Zeke's got, as always, some amazing articles. Make sure you're checking them out. From all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. We appreciate all of you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you again soon. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.